on this episode of This Is Game Boy. A wind blows. Happy New Year, 2024. I'm uh, E Candy, and with me, as always, is Mula. I am indeed here. You are indeed here. New Year, new podcast episode. Couldn't think of a better way to uh, to start off 2024. I mean, we are, I guess, a couple weeks into 2024, but <laughs> especially before uh, this comes out, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. It'll be February <laughs> by the time this comes out. And... Probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so before we uh, we dive into uh, this month's or today's or whenever episode, uh, Mo, what have you been up to? I haven't been up to much. Like, uh, it has been the case for... For many months, I guess. Um, I basically only play two games. Um, for for starters, I got me Returnal on PS5. Yes, it's it's still an exclusive on PS5. Uh, for those of you who don't know that game, it's it's like a third-person shooter, rogue-like or rogue-lite. I still don't know what the difference between the two is, but. Uh, it's, it's just one of those games that you play, you die, you find stuff to help you out on your next run and you keep going until you eventually reach the end. And I can say after 55 hours, I still haven't reached that end because this is pretty much a very brutal game. Um, but it's fun to pick up now and then. And like, if you are having a good run, you, you may play for like an hour, an hour and a half. Um, so, so that's cool. Um, and I waited long enough for it to have like a suspend function in the game. So um, if I don't have too much time, I can just like pause the run and pick it back up uh, where, I, where I stopped playing. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, it's a, it's a really cool game. It has some horror tropes in it, like Eldritch stuff, uh, things like that. You have like literally no idea what's going on in the story. Um, I doubt it will be... Um, explained actually near the end uh, but yeah it's a fun game it's like uh, a lot of dodging a lot of shooting a lot of cool weapons and then items you can use it's uh, it's definitely if you have a PlayStation 5 it's definitely a game you should probably have but be warned it's not for the faint of heart when it comes to difficulty like it will take you a long while before you start making progress uh, and yeah now I'm I'm basically stuck in the penultimate zone. Um, I can reach it, but there's like one enemy that I have to defeat to uh, to get further into the game, and I like I literally cannot do it. So uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, it, it's usually like that with these kinds of games. Like you come across a wall you can't cross until you get lucky or something, and then uh, and then after that, it's apparently like n- nothing. Uh, ever happened uh <laughs> the, the second time it's like oh did i have any troubles with this that's crazy but yeah oh 
we'll see how that goes. It, it's a fun game to just pick up for an hour and uh, and then go do something else. Um, and I also got the Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remastered version uh, on PS4, I guess. But yeah, I'm playing it on PS5. Um, everybody knows Final Fantasy VI um, or three as it was called back in the day when it first uh, got released in in America. Uh, it's still an amazing game. Like it has some, uh, how do you call that, quality of life changes or something like that. Like yep. it, it has some, like the the end of the game is basically just grinding for hours, but it has like a multiplier that you can use to speed it up and um, got some translation errors that got fixed and. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really cool remaster. The font is a little bit dumb. Um, if you're playing it on Steam, <laughs> I think you can like download a, a mod or something that uh, gives you better um, fonts. Um, but at least they gave a second option after they got so much backlash uh, with the first one because that, that, that font is just no. I, I don't know who, <laughs> who chose it. Uh, it. It's just awful, but yeah, the, this one... The, the other one is, is fine, I guess. And uh, the backgrounds look absolutely amazing, I must say, uh, in this Pixel Remaster version. But yeah, besides that, there's nothing really new going on in the game. Like, they didn't add stuff or anything like that. I, I think there's some uh, minor tech changes that they did, because there, there's a lot of exploits in the original version that are sadly not in this one, which makes some of the fights incredibly hard. Uh, but yeah, besides that, it's just Final Fantasy VI. Um, the, I guess, quote-unquote, the advanced version with the bestiary and things like that. Uh, but yeah, it's still an amazing RPG, so if you like that game uh, and you want to replay it and you want some achievements tied to it or something like that, like that's probably a, a good way to do that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Like, I finally upgraded my PC from Windows 7 to Windows 10 because um, <laughs> I had to because Steam w w stopped functioning on Windows 7. Uh, not that I use it that much, to be honest, as you can clearly hear. I haven't played anything on Steam, uh, but but I, yeah, I did it anyways. Um, so, and everything seems to be working fine and it got installed in 20 minutes, which was surprising to me. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to actually like installing a, an OS. And, uh, yeah, the last time I did that was back with Windows 95 or something, and that took like seven hours. So I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I just had to like upgrade, and that's it. I didn't have to reinstall any other software on my computer. Everything is still the same. If everything works, that's another question uh, i haven't tried everything yet i think i opened obs and my webcam wasn't working but it's pro i just have probably have to like reinstate it or what, yeah, whatever reinstall a driver or yeah. something yeah no well, but i'm glad i didn't try to do windows 11 because apparently my pc cannot handle 11 probably yeah, because, can't of, either. because of one stupid thing on my motherboard or whatever but i don't care 10 is fine um, it works. That's that's all. It's for what I use my computer for. It's totally fine. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 good. So yeah, I I still rock ten on my computer at home. I can't upgrade to eleven because my my, my CPU is too old. This is like a ten year old computer. Yes, it's I'm just, for I'm just like I'm never I'm never gonna upgrade this thing. The only thing I play on it's 
this. Wow. And I'm just like, there's no reason for me to upgrade my computer just to play World of Warcraft. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, <laughs> and so far, recording hasn't been going fine as well. So yeah. I, I don't see... Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know why I should upgrade. Might be seen yeah, anytime I'm soon. At, like, I, I really... I'm, I'm in that same boat. So, yeah. But yeah, that's... Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Like, uh, nothing gaming related uh, at all. So, yeah, there we go. All right. Windows 95. Back when you had to use, like, seven floppy disks, yeah. three and a half disks, yeah. drop them in. And then then when you upload, when you upgraded to Millennium, you could either go with, like, the CD option, which was, like, two CDs. And then you could, or you had the floppy disk option, which was, like, 12. Mm-hmm, right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> those were the days that was yeah, an entire were... entire weekend spent on <laughs> installing windows it really was yeah. it really really was i still have my old windows me discs uh, maybe so in a, in a box in a box but uh yeah i don't know i've been doing a lot i've been one of my goals for 2024 was to stream a bit more because I did almost no streaming last year. I didn't really play much last year to begin with. I was just so busy. Um, so one of my goals for this year was to was to stream a bit more and play some more games, whether it was online or online streaming or just offline in my my spare time. So, um, just going down the list, I did uh, Avenging Spirit on the arcade. So today's episode but in the arcade format uh actually a really dope game it's actually a hundred times easier on the arcade version Mm. too but um really cool game very pretty the music is very well done um i will say though the cutscenes are a little bit better on the game boy but uh really cool game definitely definitely worth a check out uh, that I took, I took the deadiest any percent world record. Nice. Uh, I think last week, so I got it by a frame. Wow! So <laughs> I got it by like point, like one hundredth of it, or like a hundredth of a second, or something like that. So that was uh, it's a God, what a dumb speed run that is. I did it because I was curious, and then the first run I did, I was literally third place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, why well, you just make the movement better here and you got it that's sure enough i was like all right well 20 minutes of that and i got world record so <laughs> um and it's not like there's only three runners there's like 10 plus runners for that that board i was like i don't understand <laughs> um i played barnstorming for the atari 2600 uh i was i never played it like recently last time i played barnstorming i think i was like five so 31 years ago um yeah no it still lived up to what it was back then fly fly through barns dodge birds dodge towers <laughs> uh i think i threw a couple speedruns at it just to see what the speed run was like it's really boring uh it's a lot of resetting so right, yeah. if you're if you're into that stuff all yours but i'll i'll pass on that uh, I I finally played Dragster for the first time ever for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. <laughs> I hate that game with a passion. Hate it. I, I I completed one one race in like seven seconds. As I get like, yeah, good enough, right. never play this game again. Never ever play this game again. Um, 
Then I did Tony Hawk Pro Skater One on the P on the PS One, so not the remake. Yeah. Um, I a lot of my childhood skill came back because I was able to get the all five tapes in the first run for um, the warehouse and uh, the the stage after the school, um, but the mall. Yeah. Oh my. Oh my god, the mall took me like an hour to get all five tapes. I couldn't get the goddamn high score okay. in that yeah. place because there's not there's not that many ramps. And I was playing as Tony Hawk and he's a vert skater. Yeah. So that one took me a while. And then eventually I get to the point where I got to like the second to last stage. And I was just like, I don't want to collect tapes anymore, so I just finished the game. Right. <laughs> sure. I just get so tired of collecting tapes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I did, we did that. That was a fun, that was a nice little throwback. It was, it was pretty all right. I think I, I think if I go back to, I'll probably play two as well eventually, but I, I'm pretty excited to get to three when I can actually like manual and do like, ups, like weird, dumb things that you normally can't do in real skateboarding. Yeah. Three really set the tone with the, with the reverses and stuff like that. So you can actually make combos. Like one is pretty yeah. rough around the edges, but it's, it's still fun to revisit it. Yeah, yeah. One one is fun. The the biggest issue I have with one is like some of the stages that require you like a fifty thousand point high score. You're just like okay, and like in like the older games, like that, if you do the same trick over and over again, it it loses value in yeah, points, yeah. and you can't like revert. You can't manual. You can't really do anything. So it's a it's a little challenging depending on the skater, but. We got through it, we pushed through it, and, uh, yeah. And then every Christmas I played Days Before Christmas. Uh, this year I actually played on the Genesis for the first time. I usually play it on the Super mm-hmm. Nintendo. Um, it actually played a little bit better on the Genesis. It's it's literally the same game. Same game, same graphics, same audio, same pretty much everything. But the controls seem to be nicer on the Genesis versus the Super Nintendo, uh, which... Could be me from just not playing the Super Nintendo one, you know, in a while, or maybe it's because I was like used to Genesis. I did play some Genesis games earlier uh, before that stream, mm-hmm. so really hard to say. But uh, yeah, it was it's fun. I, like I said, I play it every year for Christmas, but I think I might have found a new Christmas game to play uh, every year, and it's called Christmas Nightmare, which is a horror Christmas game on Steam. <laughs> um, I played that, played that last night. Uh, that game, it's, it's like $3 on Steam. Pretty, it's pretty short. It took me like an hour to beat it. Uh, it's an atmospheric horror game. Um, without spoiling too much, you did some bad things in a previous life, and now you're getting judged for it, basically. Okay. And you, and uh, there's a lot of blood. There's a lot of, ang- excuse me, a lot of angry neighbors, and there's fireworks you can shoot off. So, <laughs> sure. Um, oh, and and there's a guy pooping in the bathroom when you go to the store. So, I mean, that's if that doesn't sell you, then. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, uh, I just started a new archipelago multi-world with some GDQ friends. Uh, I'm doing... I only have time for one game for the multi-world, so I chose to do a DLC quest. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys don't know what DLC quest is, it's a satire game that makes fun of games that make you buy a bunch of DLC 
to have a, a finished product of a game. Uh, it's styled in a 16-bit type of retro style where you go and you collect packages, you collect in-game coins, you discover things that you can't progress through, and it you it like unlock these DLCs. We have to go to a shopkeeper in-game, use the coins that you collect in the game to buy the DLC to progress through the game. So uh, I've been doing that for the archipelago. I actually just re I just played through the base game, the non-randomizer version of the game last night on Steam as well too. Both the base game and the freemium DLC for it. Yeah. So. Uh, I think I 100% in both games, which I, don't, I always enjoy that game. It's a quick like hour playthrough for both of them, and it's it's just kind of comical, especially the ending of the first one. It's good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy it as well. Yeah, and then I did uh, Shaq Fu on the on the Sega Genesis. I was teaching somebody how to do speed runs for Shaq Fu on the Sega Genesis, so uh, that just resulted in me beating the game a couple of times. <laughs> Uh, World of Warcraft Classic Season of Discovery uh, released in November, like at the end of November. So this is a new version of World of Warcraft now. So now Blizzard has Retail, Hardcore, Classic, Season of Discovery, and I think Vanilla Classic. So they have, I think, five different instances of World of Warcraft running right now. Jesus. <laughs> um, so... This one here is a pretty interesting take on World of Warcraft where you have your base generic class. If you played WoW, you know what a mage, you know what a warlock, etc. is. But they have these things now called runes, which give you different spells, sometimes from future expansions, and sometimes they're a complete change to the class. Like a mage, who is typically a damage dealer, can heal. Or a rogue, who is typically a damage dealer, can tank. So I think they're starting to get a little bit of the mix of like a multi-class type of setup going into there. Uh, but it's actually been pretty fun. They did it off in like bite-sized chunks. So like max level in Classic WoW was 60. This one here, they're doing it by phases. So like now we're in phase one. Max level is 25. Mm, so okay. it's but nice bite-sized chunks at least too. And... Um, they have some new stuff that they've implemented into it as well to kind of keep it a little more fresh than the old, you know, 19-year-old Azeroth that you ran through half a dozen times already. Uh, it's 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 not bad. Uh, what else? Oh, I did more arcade stuff. 1943 Battle of Midway on the arcade. It hurts my thumbs, but for the arcade, you can just feed it. You can feed it virtual quarters essentially and just beat the game it doesn't matter how well you how well you play the game um but it does it hurts my thumbs so bad to play that game because you can hold down the shoot button but it shoots like one shot every like 10 seconds or you can mash the button and shoot as fast as you can mash and yeah my thumbs aren't what they used to be anymore <laughs> um i did play contra for the arcade and I got pretty far in it before I came over. And I got further in the Contra arcade than I ever did in the Contra NES. Oh, wow. so, yeah. so I don't know if it's easier or I can just understand the arcade version more. I, I don't know. But, um, oh, and I did Kidney Key for a little bit on the arcade. And that game sucks just as much as it does on the Game Boy and NES. So... <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> not a fan of Kid Nicky. It's so dumb. What a dumb game. Yeah, I, <laughs> I enjoy it. <laughs> it's fun every once in a while. If you're not in a marathon setting, it's not bad. You game over, you're just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. But I refuse to submit that game to a marathon. <laughs> Uh, I got into the Skull and Bones Close Beta, which is a new game coming out for Ubisoft in February. Uh, if you've ever played Assassin's Creed Black Flag, pretty much that it's only pirate stuff and only boat stuff. So you upgrade your pirate ship, uh, you collect things, you blow, you blow up pirate ships, you siege cities to take over their resources. Um, it's a pirate exploration type of game. Uh, it's I've been looking forward to playing that game for about three years, four years since they've teased it. So that one I've been I finally got into closed beta for it and played it for like four hours one day. I was like, all right, yep, ready for February. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, so when February comes around, so next episode, <laughs> I'll be talking about that. <laughs> and then I, I, I finally started Beard Blade. Yeah. Um on, on Steam, it took me like an hour to get my controller to work with it. That's weird because I couldn't, I couldn't, well, I couldn't find my Xbox controller. Uh, it's somewhere in my apartment, so I was using my PS4 controller. That's typically the controller I use for my computer. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, so like in Steam, it's like we only recognize an Xbox controller, and I was like, okay, sure. But I'm like, I can play any other Xbox or any other Steam game with this controller, like except for this one. It took me, I had like Googles, like how do you like make your PS4 controller become an Xbox controller in Steam? And I eventually got it to work, but it took me like an hour to get that going. And uh, I, I only did the, I did the, the prologue or like the, in, you know, the intro. And then I did the first stage both day and night. Yeah. So I, and I, so I 100% of the first stage. That's all I've done in the game so far. I'm, I'm, in my head, I'm just like, this reminds me a lot of, like, the newer Marios where you have to collect, like, the, the three coins at each stage to, like, unlock the next world type deal. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, all right, well, I'm like, I don't know how important these other upgrades are, like these cards and these music note things or whatever else. I was like, ah, well, we'll dive into that later. I was like, I just wanted to see what the game was like. It, it's a It's a cool-looking game, like visually a very fun looking game i did get bored just with the beard attacks but i'm hoping those get better as the as the game progresses i don't even remember it's been a while since (laughs) i played that um yeah non-gaming related i guess now is we started new year for with rgl so and i do all of the uh, O-Nots, so the one-night-only tournaments, I do all the planning for that. So we got ahead of, I've been planning for the last couple of weeks with Infinite Mystery on getting what January's tournament is going to be. I think we have February's planned out now as well, too. I think we have a couple in the summer already pre-planned out. So I've been doing a bit of that. Um, and then also I've been doing a, uh, another project on the side that I just teased to legs right, oh, right, a few yeah. days a few days ago now. It's not ready for like a full release or to look at yet, but it's probably forty five percent done at this point. So that'll be a pretty exciting thing. And then legs could just like pull information off of that. 
So hopefully we can get the Game Boy database stuff up and, or just retro game database up and, and run it a bit quicker as well too. So uh, that's what a lot of that would probably pertain to. Yeah, that's always a lot <sighs> of work in the background, yeah. Yeah. A lot of spreadsheets and trying to tie the spreadsheets and a lot of pictures. Just a lot. It's just a lot of information to try and organize. And you have to do it all by hand since there's not a lot of that automated risk out there in the world. So manual data entry always takes 100 years to do. Yeah. And it, it makes you wary after a while for sure. Yeah, yeah. I ha- I have to stop looking at it for like a like a week or two just so my eyes can just go back to being straight again because looking at spreadsheets makes you so cross eyed <laughs> after a while. It's definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's what I've been up to. Is I've been I've been busy already for the last three weeks. Even going back into the end of twenty twenty three, I've been busy. <laughs> yeah, that's always good, of course. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so with that, uh, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we are going to be discussing Avenging Spirit, obviously for the Game Boy. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that banger from Avengers Spirit. I don't remember what stage that was from. BGMA. I think it's like stage like four, three. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, there, there is some repeated music throughout the stages, right? So. Yep. No. Yep. Yep. No. Um. So yeah, Avengers Spirit. Uh, the game was released on the Game Boy. Um, November. It was ported to the Game Boy. I guess we should say that. Yeah. It was initially it was originally released for the arcade in 1991 in both uh, United States and Japan, and then later ported to the Game Boy in Japan November 6th of 92, uh, December of 92 for the U.S. and I just I just got a year for the for Europe which was just 92 yeah. so 1992 is when it came out for the Game Boy as well. Um, obviously, it would get ported to a bunch of other systems, uh, iOS. So you're Apple products, uh, December 14th, 2010, worldwide. Next-gen consoles, so I'm talking your Xboxes, your PS4s, your Switches, your PS5, whatever, you know, new-gen console you want to go. Uh, July 29th, 2022, was a worldwide release. And then uh, Limited Run Games uh, did a, a physical re-release of the game back in 2022 as well, uh, which is how it got released in next-gen consoles yeah wow thought it was last year but yeah. yeah it's already been two years that they i know that. wow okay yeah <laughs> jesus yeah um also the original name of the game is actually phantasm that's how it got released yep. in uh in japan and in the arcade uh first um yep yeah so yeah it was uh <laughs> developed by cp brain CP brain. I don't know what CP stands for, uh, 
but it's a Japanese game development company headed by, oh no, a name, uh, Tokuhiro Takamori, <laughs> uh, formerly of ICOM. I don't know what ICOM is, but I guess it's... I think ICOM, <clears throat> ICOM was another game development company. Right, right. So it got founded in 1989 and it got shut down in 2002. That's not a long way to go, no. to be honest, but okay. Uh, they're best known for Twisted Talent game developer platforms. What? Wait, what? What is this sentence here? <laughs> <laughs> so they're best known for Twisted Game Development, uh, which is a platform or a t- or a team or whatever where they where they specialize in porting arcade games to the console. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. that that makes a lot more sense, of course. Um, so they worked a lot with uh, Jalico, or I, I guess it's pronounced Jalico, right? Uh, at least yeah, at, at least it. we pronounce it Jalico, um, which is who published this game, by the way. Uh, and they also worked a lot with Taito. Uh, both are very uh, popular in arcade games, or at least. Uh, earlier arcade games um and apparently a lot of their games appear to be unreleased that's uh that's kind of yeah. sad uh, well, i mean if you look at what this game is that's kind of sad if if all those other games yeah. are like the same quality i i found a list of i don't know if it's all of their games but it was a decent chunk of games that they developed and next to it was unreleased for like i would say almost half of oh, them yeah okay yeah it's wild no that's that's a shame who knows what else yeah. we could have gotten besides Avenging Spirit. Um, yeah, they, they might be out there. Who knows? The way things get leaked and released nowadays. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there might be something out there for it. <laughs> that's true. Um, so yeah, um, like EBC said, like, this was originally an arcade game. And I must say, um, I watched the video of the arcade game earlier today. Um, and the Game Boy port is very well done i must say like Mm -hmm. in the arcade game you have like they're just spamming enemies at you basically um and of course it's a little bit more colorful and detailed when it comes to the background but besides that basically all the stages are ported one on one uh except for the first stage i believe because all the other stages looked exactly the same uh than they do on the game boy version so i was kind of surprised they uh, managed to do something like that. Plus, also make it uh, work as smooth as it can on the Game Boy because it, it's a very smooth game on Game Boy. Like it, it controls very well, and mm-hmm. there's not that much lag to be honest in this game. Um, so yeah, I was very surprised to see the arcade version finally, uh, and then see how many similarities it actually has uh, for the Game Boy version. You you would expect that on like. The Super Nintendo or something like that, uh, that they could probably pull it off. But yeah, they did an, an excellent job of like yeah, converting it to like the, the little handheld for us. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, the publisher, like I said, this uh, is Jalico in, in this case. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, like uh, like what what Mo was saying. The stages are almost a one to one replica. There are a couple of little things here and there but it's about 90 percent the same um but yeah so we do have a comp- we have a composer so takahiro ogata uh japanese composer and sound designer uh who dominantly worked with jalico atlas and gaia 
Uh, interesting fact, I didn't write it down in the notes here, but the, he they eventually went on to work with like account development for Microsoft. Okay. And then quit, and then went back to making uh, music for video games under I think it was like OGA or OGT. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as that was that's his name going forward now, I guess. Um, I looked at to see like what music he may have done. I, nothing really popped out to me in terms of like well-known games outside of Avenging Spirit. So oh, okay. Um, and then there's an un, un, uncredited arranger for the music. Uh, Yutaka Sakashita. Uh, I didn't want to dig into this game, as you yeah, can yeah. see. Sure. Um, so, you know, obviously someone's got to figure out how to arrange the music or the OST through the game. Uh, and the, typically it's usually the composer or the developer. But in this case here, there was a, a person that didn't get credited in the credits for this. And uh, so and I happened to find it. And then... Genre is this is a plot. It's a it's a platformer. Uh, yeah, yeah, with and, a twist, but it is a platformer. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I also I put in the contributing staff because I actually found that too in the manual, which is another rare thing to have. <laughs> so, because um, that stuff usually doesn't happen very often either. Pull up yeah. the the manual here. Yeah, it looks like the. Uh... The programmer is also the arranger in this case, as we can see here. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God, this is a long story. It's a lot of plot. (laughs) Yeah, I I opened it up earlier, but it's fine. I'll I'll get through it. Um, The fun thing about this game is it it actually has cutscenes, so um, it does explain the story a bit in-game. And I guess this is like a one of those 90s translations for uh, <laughs> for what the story is so yep. so I'll, I'll try to get through I, I don't know if it's <laughs> if it explains everything I actually didn't read it in advance but uh, <clears throat> but I'll, I'll get through it it's fine it's it, it it's, it's it's like the intro for the game it does a decent yeah, job okay so it's about three pages luckily Game Boy manuals aren't that big so it's not like a book but it's still a lot so so yeah here we go. Hey, you, over here. You mean you can't see me? Well, never mind, just listen up. You're not gonna believe this story. I know I wouldn't, except that it happened to me. No kidding, it really did. It's all about my girlfriend Jennifer, with a G, for some reason, and her father. He's a scientist. And these gangsters. Oh, and ghost energy. Yeah, I said ghosts, just like in the cartoons. Anyway, I need your help, so maybe I should start from the beginning. It all happened yesterday. Jennifer and I were strolling along, talking about her father's latest experiments with ghost energy. He's found a way to communicate with ghosts, and can even transfer their energy from one body to another. Pretty important stuff, and he was afraid that this research might fall into the wrong hands. Suddenly out of nowhere, trouble! There, at the end of the alley, were these two tugs, big nasty looking guys with dark glasses and bad suits. When one of them pulled a gun, I knew they weren't asking for directions. Quick, grab the girl. It's a professor's daughter. Stand back, kid, if you know what's good for you. We're taking the girl and there's nothing you can do about it. I lunged at the gunman, trying to grab the pistol out of his hands. Suddenly, before I knew what had happened, bang! As I blacked out, the last thing I heard was Jennifer's cry for help growing fainter and fainter. 
So that's where things stand. The gangsters have kidnapped Jennifer and they're holding her for ransom until the professor hands over his information on ghost energy. He says he'll never give it to those criminals, and he asked me to find Jennifer and set her free. With your help, I know we can do it. By the way, did I mention that I'm a ghost? Yeah, it's weird. Ghosts are actually pretty helpless. We can't even keep our shape for very long. The energy just evaporates. So are we gonna rescue Jennifer? Borrow another body, of course. You'll get the hang of it. Just take over when they're not looking. Remember to watch your stamina, though. You'll be taking hits like everyone else. Once your stamina runs out, you only have a few seconds to switch to another body. Okay guys, time to get started. Jennifer's waiting, and this ghost is ready to roll. Well, yeah, there you go. That's the plot of this <clears> game. <throat> yep. Pretty, uh, it's actually a pretty, like, like we were talking about earlier, like, there's cutscenes kind of between each stage, uh, but the intro cutscene to this game for the Game Boy is... It's wild. It's actually pretty, pretty damn good. <laughs> so, uh, it's, and they think they did an incredible job with the style of it, especially for it being ported in 1992. So, yeah, for sure. But, uh, so yeah, diving into the game, there's a lot to take in from the game. Uh, probably because it was a port from um, the arcade, but. Just going through the controls, your D-pad, that controls your, your ghosts and the character or the person you will possess. Um, your A and B buttons will differ depending on what form you're in. So if you're a ghost, uh, you can enter the character's body, but the ghost has to be oh, kind of over top of them. Um, excuse me, as a character, as the person that you are possessed or possessing, the A button jumps, the B button attacks. If you press select, you will <clears throat> you will leave the, your your body and you'll become a ghost again. Uh, this you probably use this more of like oh I want to use this guy because I like his attack or if you're speed running the game you uh, you abuse that quite a bit. And then the start button obviously pauses the game. Um, the UI or the screen. So I know typically this is something we don't spend a lot of time on, but it's actually pretty important to understand what you're looking at uh, when it comes to the screen because there's a lot of bars yeah. <laughs> and there's just a lot of stuff going on uh, that if you don't have the manual or if you're just not paying attention to it, you won't know what the hell they mean. Um, so we'll, we'll start off with the energy meter. So at the bottom of your screen, you're going to have a bar with the letter E next to it. Uh, this indicates how much ghost energy or how much health your ghost uh, has left. When it runs out, it's game over. You you can you press continue. You start the stage over again. Um, also, that E energy or that ghost energy uh, is your health bar for boss fights. We'll get into that later. Mm -hmm. The bar underneath of that is called your stamina meter um, or your your character health bar so this is the meter uh like i said underneath the ghost energy bar and whenever you possess a character um they have a set amount of stamina um that they'll have in there and that'll show up underneath of the e-meter and you have to collect uh heart capsules to fill that up and do whatever with and then there are three silhouettes of of a key uh, there are three key, three keys in the game. That's how you get the quote-unquote good ending, 
for Avengers Spirit. And then when you go into boss fights, which every stage has a boss, your character stamina bar does not matter anymore. You solely use your ghost energy as your health bar, and that underneath of that will be the boss health bar. So that's how you can read the screen. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of bars <laughs> that you have to just understand what they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, it sounds hard, but it's it's not. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It sounds confusing, but once you see, you're like, oh, right, that's what they yeah. mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there are a couple items in the game. Um, there's a medicine jar. This, re- this, this replenishes your ghost energy. So it's probably some sort of ectoplasm from the Ghostbusters. You just have to drink up. Yeah, um, but you can only you can only collect it when you possess somebody. Like your ghost form cannot yes. pick up any items, which makes yep. sense. Yeah, if of you're course, ghost, you, a ghost, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a ghost, you can't collect anything at all. But if you're a character, then you can. Uh, heart capsules replenish the character's health or that stamina meter that I was talking about. Um, then there's keys. So there is a key in three of the stages that you have to collect to save Jennifer in stage six. We'll get to that in a bit later. And then there are letters. This is only available in stage six. And this is how, and you have to collect, uh, five letters to unlock the door to get the third key. And we'll go over that when we get into the actual stages. Yeah. Um, characters. So we talked about, uh, possessing people and going through the game and how you just can't be a ghost cause you'll just die and etc. There are a ton, a ton of characters that you can possess. Um, and they all have different stamina or different health when you first possess them. They all have different and unique abilities. They all kind of bring something different to the table. Um, some are better than others, just like in any video game. Uh, just going quick through the list here. So kind of going from like the enemies you would see right away to the enemies you'd see a bit later into the game. Um, you have the Amazons, who are the women that are like in skirts that are just running full speed at you and trying to kick you in the head. Uh, they have pretty low stamina coming into it, and honestly, they're pretty worthless. But they're quick and they can jump high. So, in a speedrunning setting, you kind of want them for certain segments of the run. But I think, honestly, traditional play, you would be hard pressed to ever want one of these <laughs> characters, uh, just because they don't really ha- like. They can't have like a, a range attack. Some of them can. But like for the most part, they're just they're pretty dumpy. Um, kind they're kind of worthless. They they have some worth, but they're kind of worthless. Then you have the commandos, who's about mid range for Stam. And there's four different versions of the commandos. Yeah. There's the machine gun commando. I call him the contra guy. Yeah, we, indeed, we call. Um, we, we're <laughs> well. They're basically all contra guys, but yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um, then there's the bomber. He basically throws dynamite or bombs in an arch in a arching manner. Uh, there's the laser launcher, uh, the guy that shoots lasers. This is probably the most. This is probably the one that you'll want to use the most if you get your hands on him. Yep. <clears throat> um, and then there's Rocket Man who shoots homing missiles out of his back 
And that's my personal favorite <laughs> uh, character to possess because I'm lazy. Um, <laughs> then you uh, you have Dracula who has high stam, uh, pretty mediocre. He's a, a little bit of a tank. So he can take some hits and he throws bats. That's really about it. He has a range attack, so he's not completely useless. He has some stamina, so he can take a couple hits. Pretty average. Then there's Dragon Man, who I think has the most, no, second most stamina in the game. Um, he's absolute, just hot dog water. Just absolute one of the worst things you can possess in the game. <laughs> yeah. um, it just, uh, it's just a walking dragon that breathes fire, yeah. and the, the attack is not very far. It's a very short-ranged attack, and everything in the game is ranged and will hit you from afar, so... And he doesn't jump very high. It's it's probably one of the worst characters to possess (laughs) in the game. Uh, Then there's the gangster. Uh, Semi-worthless, pretty low stam count. Has a ranged attack, so it's not awful. Uh, But if you get hit once, you're pretty much done. Uh... Doesn't really do a ton of damage either. Not like Laser Man does. Then you have the gurus, who I I call the monks. Um, They're about mid-range for their health. They're pretty useless because they don't have a range attack. They punch people. But they're really fun to play with because you can fly with them. Yeah, they're pretty much your Um, ghost form with a punch. Yeah. So you can fly with them. So you don't need to worry about platforms at all. If you just bash the jump button, you can fly you can fly with them. Um they're actually a, they're they're pretty useless, but they're a lot of fun to play. Uh then you have the the hitman, uh three stamina, so pretty short stam again, but kind of a badass, kind of a bit of a glass cannon though. Uh can do a decent amount of damage, but once he gets hit, he's toast. Uh, magicians, there's two different types of magicians in the game, but they both do relatively the same thing. Um, about mid-range health, kind of fun to play. They have a little bit of a delayed attack because it looks like they're charging something before they shoot it off. Uh, but they're kind of hard to control because they're very floaty. Mm, Um, something we had to talk about in the game is that when you jump, like I said, it depends on the character. Some people can jump really high. Some people don't jump very high. Some people are faster. Some people aren't. The magicians, when you jump, as they're coming down, they float. And it's kind of hard to control yourself when you're floating like that in this type of game. Because there's so much stuff coming at you. And there's so much stuff that you need to dodge that you want to have it happen kind of quick. And these characters are not quick. They are fun but there is a challenge to them. Uh, ninjas, probably my second or third favorite go-to. Um, about middle of the range for the health bar again. They're all around good. They're quick, they can jump decently high, and they have a ranged attack. Um, this is the character, if, if anyone was asking me, hey, what character should I play to go through this game? Just go for the ninja. Mm. You have enough health to take a couple hits, you have a ranged attack, and you're pretty quick to get get out of you know any type of situation. I think the ninja is probably the most well well versed character in the game. Uh, then you have the robot who has the most stam, the most health in the game that you can possess. You can possess a robot somehow. Um, it's fun for about two seconds, but then it's useless. 
<laughs> it's fun because you get to shoot a rocket. That's about it. Once you shoot your rocket, you're like, all right, well, I'm done with this. Um, it doesn't jump very high at all. Like, not I mean at all. You're a, you're a robot. What do you expect? Um, it's kind of sort of quick on the on the horizontal. Uh, it has a slow slow range attack, but it's a rocket, so it does a decent amount of damage. Like I said, it's fun for about two seconds to be like, I'm a robot and shoot a rocket and you're like, I'm done with this. <laughs> that's pretty much that's pretty much the robot. Then you have the slugger. For some reason, we have a baseball player in the game. Yeah. I don't understand. I I understand that baseball is a popular sport in Japan, but I don't understand why it's in this game. Of all games to do it. Um pretty middle low of the road for health and you hit baseballs at people you would think it'd be a a, a good person to have because of a range attack no they're pretty worthless as well too um yeah the attack the attack is kind of slow they're pretty whatever they don't have a lot of maneuverability they're pretty eh. if you have to take one sure but if you don't shoot in the face and keep walking um and then you have the snow woman. Uh, I don't even remember what I called it when I played the game back in the day. But the snow woman is she is pretty, pretty worthless. She's incredibly slow, can't jump very well, and her attack takes a hundred years to go out. But her attack is kind of cool because it's like these big snowballs that she can generate and they roll they roll kind of slow so you can actually walk with your snowball and kill things as you walk into them uh however if someone shoots at you the projectile goes through the snowball and will hit you so you have to know when to duck but um in terms of like maneuverability and it's getting through the stage avoid her um like she's if you want to check her out possess her throw a couple snowballs out Call it a day. It's kind of cool, but uh, this is another kind of character you would just probably generally avoid. It, like, except for the arcade version. I played her dominantly in the arcade version because you, I can pump out like six snowballs and just walk through a stage with them. So. <laughs> yeah, that's very A uh, little bit different the arcade version, yeah. but... <laughs> Um, and then apparently you had something in here. Apparently there's an inv uh, an invisible man. Yeah, which I haven't found, but apparently there's an invisible man you can uh, you can actually pose as. So it's probably hidden somewhere. Um, That's kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah, as you can hear, there's a lot of characters to play with. Um, it's just just experiment a bit, see what you like, see what you want to play yeah. as. Uh, there there's just a lot of replayability in this game just because of that yes because uh, you can find so many different things and some of these uh like for instance the laser launcher commando guy is pretty well hidden so um mm -hmm. you, you do have to go out of your way to find uh, some of these characters to play with most of them are literally in your way but um like laser launcher he's hidden pretty well actually and apparently yeah. invisible man as well because i haven't seen him well, because you can't yeah, see him, he's because invisible. he's invisible. Indeed. I mean, yeah. how are we supposed to possess uh, something if we can't see yeah, it? Yeah, I wonder how that oh. works. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to look into that some more. Uh, but I, I literally just <laughs> read it, so um, 
And I didn't look around for him earlier today. Uh, yeah, the snow woman, I had no idea looking at the Game Boy version that it was like a woman making snowballs. Uh, and then I saw the arcade version earlier. I was like, oh, that's what that is supposed yeah, to be. Like, I, I had no idea what it actually was. Yeah, I didn't know it was a snow woman either until until I played the arcade version. I'm like, oh, these are snowballs. Yeah. I think like I always called her like Mother Teresa and I just ended up killing her right away. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not nah, weird. <laughs> uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's it doesn't. A, it's a weird character. Though. Yeah, but all right. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a snow woman. There we go. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. The, that's basically the main mechanic of this game. You just it's it's a it's a playground for you to just check out different kind of uh, people it to really play is. with, and, and it's actually again kind of uh, surprising that a game we can handle this many different characters for the player to to actually handle. Um, especially this early on in the in the Game Boy life cycle. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty neat. Uh, some minor details that may... I, I don't think you've written those down or uh, later in the, in the section either. Uh, but when you're a ghost, like, you can actually go through walls because that's what ghosts do. But, oh, but, yeah, I but that uh, later. the yeah. problem with that is that your ener- energy bar will go down very fast. So you have to be careful... Um, how to do that so you cannot just like grab a bunch of energy and then use your uh use your ghost to get through the entire stage that's uh, sadly something that doesn't work like that um i think it's a little bit easier to do in the arcade version it looked like the bar was a lot longer and it's it's remained on on screen a lot longer plus you can just uh, credit feed and um come back where you were uh if if you lose if you lose your energy here and your ghost dies, quote unquote, I, I don't know. Uh, if your ghost disappears, I guess, let's just call it like that. Um, you have to restart the entire stage. So, um, like, not that these stages are particularly super long, but um, like, there's no checkpoints or anything. Um, so, you do have to start from the beginning of the stage, plus, the last character you possessed is the character you start the stage with. So, keep that in mind as well like if, if you grab something useless like the dragon man for example and you die as him you do have to start a stage with the dragon man so uh best to switch out as fast as yep. possible um but he's only in stage five i believe so there at least there's that yeah um so yeah let's uh dive into those stages there's actually bleh, yep actually six stages uh, to this game so um first off you start in the city or like i guess it's like where they're um constructing buildings and things like that um this is a very simple walk left to right stage um there's some platforming that goes upwards and downwards but there's not much to it like there's as far as I know, no spikes or anything in the stage that uh, that can kill you. It's it's really just learning how to play the game. There's some uh, enemies that you can, of course, possess, like the gangsters, the Amazons, the bombers. And dra- is there a dragon in the first stage? I didn't see that one, but apparently, if there is, it's uh, it's it's one of those ones that like come back. Like it's like it's like if you stay too long onto a screen. Enemies just keep spawning from off right, the screen. Right, they'll right. walk over to you. And it's not one of those games where, like, the left side of the screen is locked. You can 
backtrack, and if you backtrack, things respawn mm-hmm. as well, too. A dragon probably respawns in parts of that. Right. Or if you go to the top of the screen at the very start of the game. Um, because we, we typically, in the speedrun, we just go straight right right to the exit yeah, but there yeah. are like platforms like climb up the buildings yep. that we never go up so it's true <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah that's why there's a lot of characters that are like quote unquote hidden probably like that invisible man like that we've never seen like i tried exploring a little bit earlier today but even then i couldn't really find anything new so uh usually it's just to find more health and and energy anyway so uh but yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, pretty much you kind of want the bomber guy at the end of the stage or well, I guess a gangster could suffice as well, but uh the bomber man will uh <laughs> bomber man. Uh <laughs> 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 He he's pr- pretty much the most useful uh, character you can have to fight uh, the boss here, which you call the master of stair, laser breath. Um that's what they said in the manual. Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. That's literally pulled from the nice, manual. Nice. So yeah, it's it's kind of like this worm that comes up from the ground, and you're fighting on on this kind of stairs that go. You're in the middle, and you have a stairs going left and a stairs going right, and he can pop out of any piece of uh, ground that he can. But you can see it in advance because. Uh, there will be some rocks coming out of the ground so where you can spawn. Uh, the good thing about the bomber is that his arc, um, if you are in the middle, you can just stay there and use your jump or just stand still and pretty much hit any uh, part of the boss. Uh, well, any part of the stage where the boss might pop up. So, um, yeah. And if you attack him, the moment he pops up, he can attack you. So, um, it's, it's a very simple stage and a very simple boss to start uh, the game off with for sure um so yeah after that we go into uh the factory um this is pretty much a quote-unquote small maze slash uh vertical platforming stage because now there's like these platforms that move up and down that can appear and disappear Um, and there's also ladders that you can climb up on um it's yep. not a straightforward left to right stage in this case it's more of like it right up left up right 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 down left things like that um it's not super confusing because it's pretty straightforward because you basically come across walls that you can't cross so you have to go the other way unless of course you uh, abuse the ghost a little bit to skip parts of the stage but i wouldn't recommend that for a casual play at least um there's some new enemies here like the guru the robot and the magician i wouldn't recommend getting any of these during this stage i would uh pretty much recommend you keep the bomber guy if you can and otherwise maybe switch to uh one of the gangsters if you really have to um right at the end of the stage you can grab another uh, another grenade guy so uh, better get that guy again. Um, it has a lot of yep. secret items and invisible pra- platforms to access hidden pets and secrets. Um, yeah, um, there, there's a lot. See, secret items, it's still only health and uh, and ghost energy, of course, but uh, they are out of your normal line of sight, so if you can explore a bit, you can pick up some, uh, some extras here and there. And there's also the first stage that has a key. Um, very well not hidden 
because it's literally a door you come across you and literally on the path yeah. that you're walking down yeah. <laughs> you come across a door you go in the door there's a key so that's that's pretty much it so that's uh that's a freebie because the next two are gonna be a lot harder to actually achieve um but yeah once you come to the end you get to fight the pulverizer uh which is basically this big uh machine that they use to i guess crush things um, and it has like this grappling hook at the top of the screen that tries to grab you. Um, if you kept a bomber, it's okay to use because um, his jump arc can uh, do some damage uh, when you get close enough to the to the actual machine or the cabin actually where the the worker should be in. Uh, the problem is that um, there's a steel plate in front of the boss that keeps coming up and down. So you cannot always hit the boss. You cannot just stand next to it and keep spamming. Although that is what we do during the speed run. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you have to be careful or uh, be mindful of the scooper that comes down every now and then. So casually, it's going to be a lot of dodging back and forth while you're on a conveyor belt. But uh the only thing that can hurt you is the actual scooper. Like you can just press yourself up against the machine, and it will, uh, it won't do anything. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, that's pretty much the factory stage, stage two. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, the uh, the heavy machinery at the end, the uh, the scoop or whatever you want to call it, it, uh, it it goes to your last known position. It's like it tracks you a little bit. So. When it, when it stops in the top of the air and opens, that's when it's going to come down. You just have to move out of the way of that. And like what Mo was saying, like in a speed run, we hang up against the wall because there's tricks that we'll tell you about later on. But uh, you have to wait for this plate to go up to, and then throw the throw the bomb or shoot into the cab. If you do lose your, your bomber man, um, if you do lose your bomber man, you'll want... Uh, I, I always go to, like, the Magician or something afterwards. There's something with a bit of a ranged uh, attack to it uh, just to get into there because melee just ain't gonna work. Yeah. Uh, stage 3, though, we go to the rooftops, and the start of this stage is awesome. Um, this whole stage is actually super dope. Unfortunately, you don't get to see a lot of... Well, casually, you might speed run. You don't get to see hardly any <laughs> yeah. of it. Um... But this stage is awesome. Um, it's it's a gorgeous, gorgeous looking stage, both in the Game Boy and in the arcade. Um, so right away, you are greeted with uh, platforms going up and down. And interesting that this game is the physics engine. So when the platform is going up, if you jump as the platform is going up, you will jump like twice as high as your character will typically will jump. Um, I'm assuming because of momentum and physics and how it's working. If the platform is moving down, you try to jump, you don't jump nearly as high. Um, so, and that does play a little bit of a role in how you progress through the start of the stage because the platforms will sometimes desync from each other. And knowing that you can jump higher when the platform is going up uh, will help you get through that part a little easier. Now, funnily enough, how we talked about like sometimes enemies spawn off screen or, you know, they'll spawn after you've passed a certain threshold. If you fall back down, 
there's actually enemies that you can possess. Um, I don't remember what they are in the Game Boy version, but in the arcade version, they are the machine gun commandos. <laughs> so, um, so if you need a quick commando, there you go. Um, and then once you go up, there's a couple different paths you can take. So typically in a casual playthrough, what you'll probably do is that you'll jump across and run across the rooftops. Now, the rooftops, they're not really a maze, but it's a lot of back and forth. Think of, like, Donkey Kong for the for the arcade, how Mario has to go left, jump up on a platform, go, or go right, jump up on a platform, go left, jump up on a platform, go right, etc., until he reaches Donkey Kong. Um, very kind of similar idea. You have to run right, drop down, run left, drop down. It's a lot of back and forth. You're running through the rooftops of the city. Uh, along the way, you're going to encounter uh, sluggers, ninjas, vampire people, snow women. You're going to encounter a lot of different characters. Um, but if you're like, oh, no, I slipped. I'm falling. If you hold the right arrow key on the D-pad, you'll just uh, clip through a building and find a secret path to the bottom of the stage. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you don't have to walk across the rooftops. <laughs> um, so it's unfortunate that you can skip 90% of the stage because it is a gorgeous stage. So from there, once you've gotten there, uh, there is a secret, like there are secret rooms and secret paths in the stage, as we just talked about. And some of them hold other characters. So like the laser guy, uh, the machine, a uh, machine gun guy, there's a lot of different little things that can happen. Um, health capsules, ghost energy, whatever it may be. Uh, in this case here, you want to try and get um, the commando laser guy, which whomever it is, or the bomb guy. I can't remember which one is in the speed run. You want a ranged person for the for this boss fight because you're going to fight a giant worm. And this this fight's pretty pretty dumb. It's pretty easy. It's not very it's not scary at all. So the worm hangs out on the right hand side of the screen. You can only see the the fur, the front half of the body. Um, and it's just it goes up and down on the side of the screen. It stops every once in a while to shoot out like this poison projectile. Sometimes it's one. Sometimes it splits off into two. There's different platforms that you can jump on. Hang back. Shoot the worm. Kill it kind of end of the day there it's a very very basic fight uh you might get hit a couple times because the hitboxes can be a little wonky but it's a the fight itself is incredibly easy yeah for for the speed run you are still holding on to the uh you're still using the bomb, bomb guy, guy yeah. So yeah. <laughs> half of this game is using the bomb guy uh that's that's yeah. true oh. but then we go into the shipyard and this stage is this stage is tough so like the previous like the game this game in general on Game Boy is is hard, but the first three stages aren't bad. Stage four is really where the difficulty ramps up. Um, you're on a flooded ship and you're greeted almost immediately by enemies. Um, slugger, uh, Amazons, gangsters, ninjas, vampires, magician like anything gets thrown at you almost right out of the gate. Um, as you're progressing through the stage here, uh, you will, this is where you meet laser shooter and white magician, uh, white magician, 
I'm trying to remember. There's two different magicians in the game. I always confuse which one does what. One does like this big, like rounded oval looking laser shot, and the other one shoots lightning bolts. Basically, yeah. Uh, I can't remember which one this one this is because uh, there are two. Yeah, this is the the shot, what, the laser shot thingy. What, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because there's two magicians. They practically do the same thing. Just the the shot looks yeah. different. <laughs> um, and then the laser shooter is in here. Um, this stage is is tough. Uh, there's a lot of this. I'm just not gonna say there's a lot. There are places you can go that are a bit out of the way to get you ghost energy and health and health capsules. I will warn you, going for some of them may lead you to die <laughs> because the stage does get tough. Um, but eventually, you want to get the the laser shooter. Or a machine gun guy, or keep your bomb guy. You want to keep. You want to have something that does a decent amount of damage because the boss that you're going to encounter. I I couldn't. There wasn't a name for it in the manual. I call it the milk boss whenever I play the game. <laughs> uh, at least when I play the Game Boy version, because the the boss is white and it looks like milk. Uh, but if you've ever played Darkwing Duck, if you remember the Liquidator fight. Uh, where you have to wait for him to come out of the sewer water to hit him. It's basically the same fight. Yeah. So you have to, you'll see some bubbles and some rumblings in this. It's a, it's like a sewer water. You'll see him come out. You don't want to dodge that and you just want to shoot him. And he's going to shoot a projectile out of his mouth. If you're close enough to him and his duck, it won't hit you at all. And then after a while, he's going to shoot up into the air and it's going to rain down this like acid water. I call it milk because it looks like milk in the Game Boy version. Um, dodge that, rinse and repeat. Uh, basically, if you stay ducked next to him and shoot him, you shouldn't have any issues at all with this fight. Uh, in the arcade version, he's green. So that's how I kind of guess he's a, a sewer guy. Um, Probably, yeah. yeah. But uh, it, it's like I say, if you've ever played Darkwing Duck, Game Boy or NES, not the TG-16 one. That one doesn't exist. Game Boy or NES, uh, it's basically the Liquidator fight without the fish. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the screen was a little too small for the Game Boy version to handle how it looks like in the arcade version. But it's just like yeah. the slime thing comes out of the ground and then jumps up to the ceiling and drips down. That's That's... Pretty yeah. much what it is. Yeah. Yep. All right. On to stage five, which is the warehouse. And this is this wow. This is, this is like casually, this took me so long to get through. Well, stage yeah. six, six as well. But Jesus Christ, the warehouse. Um, basically, basically, it's a straight left to right stage because there's not like any vertical section or stuff like that it is you just go from the left to the right the problem is this is a super <laughs> long stage to begin with there are tons oh. of enemies and tons of different enemies that you haven't encountered yet uh, tons of platforming over spikes and things like that that can basically instantly oh, and the flamethrowers and flamethrowers indeed when yeah. the flamethrower activates when you shoot yeah yeah, yeah. True. I forgot about that. But yeah, there's a lot of hazards in this stage to make your life even more awful. Um, And yes, constantly spawning enemies everywhere. It's crazy. Oh my god. And then there's another thing. 
this is pretty much a maze because most oh. of the time when you get to the end of, uh, of a section, you have two doors to choose from. A lot of them lead to dead ends uh, because there's only one right way to go through this stage. But of course they lead to like uh, pick health pickups here and there. And one of the paths actually will lead you to key two. So if you're going for the good ending, uh, you definitely have to look around everywhere until you find the actual combination of doors you can get through uh, to reach the key. And then you have to backtrack and then go on the right path to actually get to the end of the stage. So yeah, this is definitely a hard one. Um, luckily, there are a lot of good uh, characters that you can use throughout this stage. Um, but the best probably still is the laser guy that you picked up in the last stage. You kind of want to hang on to him. Um, there might be one hidden in this stage. I do not remember. There's way too many doors you can go through. Uh, but that is probably the main guide that you want to use to uh, to actually get you safely through this stage. But if you're playing this for the first time, that's not going to happen. Like I, I can tell you. So you're going to have to experiment, see what works best for you. Um, there are a lot of other commando type guys. So you can actually pick those up. Uh, also the homing missile guys, so that's that's kind of cool. Um, a lot of gurus that are actually in your way when you're trying to platform over disappearing platforms that are over a bed of spikes, so those are not cool. Um, but yeah, if you can shoot them from afar uh, with one of the commanders, that will uh, definitely help you out. Um, well, you've written down that you want the missile man for the boss fight, which is, I guess, true. Um, that would make the most... It depends on yeah, what you're doing, yeah. Like, casually, the, the, the homing missile yeah. guy is way better. For sure, because uh, this uh, this boss is the deadly snaking dragon. Um, That's it, what I said, the manual. Dumbest fight in the game. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a combination between a snake and a dragon, even though a dragon probably already kind of is a snake kind of creature. Well, whatever. It, it has a dumb face that doesn't look like a dragon, but the body is that of a dragon, basically. Yeah. Um, this is indeed the worst fight in the game because it's just random. It's just flying around, and you want it to come down, and you cannot hit it, and it's starting to get on your nerves after a while. So that's why you want the missile man, because he does have homing missiles. Um, otherwise, it's just a, a crapshoot of RNG, basically, for oh. him to come down and, you, and, and for you to yeah. be able to... And you it. have to hit it in the head. Yeah. Like, you can't just hit it in the body. You have to hit it in the head. And there are times where it'll go up so high that you can't reach yeah. it. It'll just hang out there. Yep. So, like... You're just, you're like, well, I guess I get to sit here and just wait, and then he'll dive bomb you, and then you can try and hit him, but, yeah, it's, uh, this boss is the worst. Yeah. So. It's, it's a pretty dumb boss, so, uh, yeah, after that tiring stage, you have to deal with this guy, so that's no fun. Um, I do not remember if you game over if you lose your key, though, but I'm gonna assume yes. No, you keep it. Oh, you keep it. Um, <laughs> I, I really do. I, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. I hope not. Because uh, if you have to do that part again, it would suck. But um, I'm just going to say yes and hope for everybody playing it, it's no. Um, so that at least if you have the key that you can just make it to the end this time around. But uh, yeah, it's I don't remember. It's, it's a darn, darn stage for sure. Like l l yeah, really, it's... when I played this game the first time, like this took me quite a while. So uh, yeah, 
this this stage took me by far the yeah. longest to get through casually. Absolutely. Like this stage was this stage was hard. Yeah. So uh, then we move on to the final stage, which is, which is the hideout of uh, the gang that took Jennifer. Um, it's the final stage. It is pretty hard because there's a lot going on. Uh, but to be honest, if you're just trying to make it to the end, it's a pretty short stage. It's just hard because of the enemy placement. Uh, so yep. it, that makes this stage difficult. But if you're going for the third key, uh, which is which is in this stage, um, yeah, it's it's gonna be quite a hassle to get everything. Like I don't even remember. Uh, how you get it? You talk, talk about letters. I don't remember any letters. <laughs> you have to collect the word. You have to collect the the. You have to spell ghost. Ooh. So once you get out of the opening screen of of the final stage, which isn't too bad. It's a little long, but it isn't too bad. Especially if you abuse your your ghost form. When you get into the second screen, you're greeted with a ladder and you're greeted with three enemies like right away right. at the door. So you're probably guaranteed to get hit once. Uh, but if you go to the far left of the screen, you'll see a door with the word with the with the word ghost next to it. And they're they're not lit up. And if you walk over, it says you need to spell ghost to unlock this door, uh, basically. And then in this room, there are five letters all spread out that spell ghosts and you have to like touch them or collect them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then once you've collected all five letters or spelled ghosts, you go back down to that door, that door is unlocked. You walk in, you collect your key and then um, you go to the top right of the, of that room. Cause that's where the door is. We have to dodge laser turrets from the wall while climbing the ladder. Yep. Uh, not the, not the easiest thing in the world to do. And when you walk through there, there you'll see another door with uh, three key icons next to it. If if you have all three keys and you walk into that door, you'll save Jennifer and you'll actually possess Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have the three keys, it just says you don't have the keys to unlock this door and uh, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can finish the game, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, Luckily, you can finish, you can finish the, game. the game at least. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, indeed. So, uh, if if you possess Jennifer, well, which is mandatory because that's how it goes. Like, welcome to the strongest character in the game. Um, oh yeah, yeah it, hands down. <laughs> yeah. If you lose while being hurt, like there's something wrong there. Like if you made it here in the first place, you should know all the mechanics of the game. Uh, so you should be fine. So all you need to do, all that's left is to run to the right and jump through this kind of pipe thingy, which looks a little weird on the Game Boy version, I must say. Um, yeah. Because there, there's like no texture on it, so it it looks weird. It doesn't look like a pipe at all, but uh, that will... Well, it's... The Game Boy version is missing a floor, too. So like, <laughs> uh, what, like once you've once you've saved Jennifer and you start running right, like the 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 floor like disappears basically. Yeah, it's kind of weird, um, but it, it, it's it's yeah. fine. <laughs> you just jump down yeah. and then you uh, you actually come across the final boss of the game, which is the gang leader, which is uh, a weird looking fella. Um, he he's in this kind of plane or I call him. I call him fish lips because his plane looks like a fish. 
yeah, kind of, like, or a duck or something. Like, it's it's some kind of animal for sure. It looks super cute in the arcade version, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it looked really cool there. Uh, but he's basically like your your wily fight or something, like a guy in a in a pot that you need to take down. Um, if you have Jennifer here, this is a cakewalk, basically. Just shoot and, and it's gone. Um, otherwise, yep. you probably want another one of those laser guys that you can actually find right before the pipe if you can fly all the way up the screen. There's there's a laser guy that will help you out. Um, if you're trying to do this the way you're supposed to be doing this fight, by jumping on platforms and trying to hit him while he's in the air and things like that, it will be hard because his hitbox is huge because it's a huge sprite, plus uh, he attacks you. Uh, with, with these claw thingies and uh, missiles the entire time. Um, but there are easy ways to do this, like just getting under the platform so the missiles can hit you, waiting for him to actually come down and try to poke you or grab you. Um, run away a little bit because his grab can't reach the other side of the screen um, and shoot. Um, so it, it's not that hard of a fight, to be honest. Maybe the first time you encounter it, but uh, there are very easy ways to dodge all of uh, all of the attacks so um one of the things we didn't really talk about which is a mechanic that is in this game i, I it's an actual mechanic but if you don't know it you yeah you don't know it but any type of character that has some sort of gun attached to them um if you duck and shoot constantly you can basically spam your attack which makes it a lot easier to take care of uh, a lot of these boss fights. Um, for instance, uh, the the ghost in the sewers, like you can basically one and a half cycle him if you are fast. Um, and this boss, this final boss is basically the same. Like once he go, goes down, you do this spam duck attack and um, it's over before you really know it. Yeah. Yep, uh, which is I have that a little bit further down. Things things to consider. While oh, okay. Playing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, there's some little tips and tricks on that, but yeah, if you if you're mashing down on the D pad and shooting, you can uh, you can shoot as pretty much as fast as you can yeah. mash. Um, but yeah, so once you've defeated the final boss, there you've beaten you've beaten Avenging Spirit and pretty cool for a Game Boy game to have multiple endings. It doesn't happen very often. It doesn't happen very often in retro games in general, but it doesn't happen very often in Game Boy. So if you've collected all three keys and possessed or saved Jennifer, uh, you'll get what is regarded as the good ending where you walk out of the you walk out of the hideout uh, and Jennifer basically says miss you, whatever, whatever, whatever. Some sappy ass ending. Um, and then... But if you don't collect all the keys, or if you did collect the keys and just didn't want to unlock the door uh, because you just didn't like her, <laughs> um, you'll get you can fight the final boss as not Jennifer, and this is regarded as the bad ending because the hideout explodes, and I mean Jennifer's tied up in a room, so she's probably dead with the explosion. Let's just be real; the game doesn't tell you this, but you can pretty much imply it. Uh, and then your your ghost is sitting out into a, in a field, being like, "I hope she escaped the building." 
blah, 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 blah. And then at the end of it, it says a wind blows. That's probably the best ending you can ask for, honestly. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it has become a meme ending <laughs> in the gamebook community. It's, it's really, it's so sad and, and yet it's, it's still kind of funny. But like, yeah. if you look at it, this is the bad ending, you would say, but like the good ending, you're still dead. Like you don't come back to life or anything. Like she yeah. she survives, boyfriend... which, which is good, but you're dead. So is the bad ending the bad yeah. ending? Because she dies, so she will become a ghost, and you can be together again. It's it's like yeah, it's it's uh, up for interpretation, I guess. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, the boyfriend doesn't come back to life in any shape yeah. or form. The boyfriend is a ghost for the rest of his life. So. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's up to you but, what you consider yeah. good and bad ending, I guess. Uh, I prefer the bad ending. I did I did the good ending in the arcade, but uh, I kind of want to see both, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I prefer the bad ending because then I don't have to collect those stupid keys in the middle. Yep. <laughs> That's the only reason, yep. really. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to collect ghosts in the final stage and die 42 yeah. times doing it. Because when you die, so things, so, like, so we're going to the things to consider while playing for this game. This is like the tips and tricks and what to know when you're going into it. This game is hard. Yeah. This is not an easy Game Boy game. This game is tough. It does have unlimited continues, however, which is nice, but there are no one ups, there's no lives. Once your ghost is dead, that's game over. There are so that means there are no checkpoints in the game. So if you die, you start the stage over again. Which means in stage six, if you've collected ghost or we're in the process of collecting ghost and you died, you get to collect it all over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you're in sp- like Mo Mo touched on this earlier, if you're in spirit form or your ghost form. You do lose health over time. It's like one tick every like second. It's it's pretty slow. But if you move your ghost body into a floor or into a wall, you lose your health like two to three times as fast because um, you're not meant to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so be weary of that. If you're using a character that can shoot, Mo just talked about this. If you mash down and B to shoot, you can shoot incredibly fast, basically as fast as you can mash. And then uh, never get the dragon. If I ever find out that you possess the dragon, I'm going to ban you in my chat um, because it is the most worthless character in the game. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it is true. Like it, it is the most worthless character in the game. Even in the arcade version, it is worthless. So... <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. I hope that explained the game a little bit. Uh, Like, the the mechanics are simple, but they're very unique, and um, it's it's just a fun game to play around with, really. You can have have a few hours of fun with it, even though it technically only is a 10-minute game. Uh, uh, Yeah. So that's always cool. There are... Yeah, there like and there's no passwords in the game. It's one of those games where you have to kind of sit and play through one go. There are some little things that you can do in the game to skip levels, but we'll touch base on that later in the uh, trivia section. Alrighty. 
Yeah, that was a pretty long explanation of this game, yeah. actually. <laughs> like I, I, I told you it was gonna yeah, be long. Jesus. So uh, <laughs> before we dive into like the cover art and its review and all all the other good stuff that comes. Uh, at the end of our review of the game, um, we're gonna take a little break. So enjoy this uh, this song called Background Music 14, which is an amazing title for for a song, of course. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be right back. See you soon. Welcome back, everybody. I didn't even ask if you were ready. We're just going yeah, right yeah, in. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going in. Oh. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that song. I think that song is from like the last or second to last stage of the game. So BGM 14, that's what it's called. Uh, that's what it gets called in the place <laughs> yeah. we get them from. Uh, so yeah, diving into the cover art. Cover art for this game is pretty interesting <laughs> for sure <laughs> we'll start with the japanese and the europe one because those are the most similar mm-hmm. um so like mo mentioned early on in the episode this game was called phantasm uh in japan and and the cover art for the for the japanese version white background really didn't it wouldn't really wouldn't expect anything else uh, very adorable, cute-looking ghost figure, uh, kind of right in the center of it, and surrounding or like arching over the top of it are some of the characters that you can possess. And in the lower left-hand corner is the worthless dragon. They excluded the dragon from the group of people because of how worthless it is in the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then it has the word phantasm in like this green and green and yellow font. Um, going across like the bottom body of the ghost and the s is like this i don't the s is very different than the rest of the font i don't know how to really describe Mm -hmm. it yeah it's just some kind of wiggling line but i don't know yeah um and then we move it into the european cover art uh pretty much the same cover except it excludes the dragon as it should um, and then above it, it just it says Avenging Spirit in a white to blue gradient with a with a red outline um, with staggering letters. It's very, I don't know. It's it's very much it's very very similar to the Japanese counterpart, but it has the title Avenging Spirit instead of Phantasm. Yeah, and it has a little bit different colors, or yeah. Yeah, a little bit more solid color to it. Um, the the gangster is green. In the European cover, the gangster is blue. In the Japanese cover, uh, the ninja is red. In the European cover, the ninja is purple. In the Japanese uh, cover, so there's a couple little subtle color color differences as well. But the layout is almost one to one the yep. same. Now, <laughs> now yeah. we probably go. To <laughs> now we probably go to the best <laughs> cover for the game. And it probably mimics the game the best. <laughs> uh, if you saw this cover, you would know exactly what you were buying. Um, we're talking about the U.S. box art for Avenging Spirit. <laughs> um, 
if you think you were getting a ghost on the cover, you are wrong. <laughs> um, this is probably the most drastic cover difference between the regions I've seen. Uh, and I know we've talked about this very briefly in other episodes. So the U.S. box art has a blue to light blue gradient in the background with the words Avenging Spirit in gold to dark gold, with the A and the S bigger than the rest of the letters. And then in the center is a gold ring with a brick background with a gangster holding a Tommy gun shooting off <laughs> his test. <laughs> and not a and it's not a it's not yeah, a drawn he, gangster it is a photograph that someone like photoshopped and put over this <laughs> it's a gangster it's a gangster shooting a Tommy gun <laughs> completely explaining what this game is about I mean uh, I mean there's gangsters in the game true but uh, they're <laughs> Like, to, to quote AVGN, what were they thinking? Like, <laughs> it's incredible. Like, you would not know at all what this game is about. You would think it's kind of like Dick Tracy or something like that, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, it it's very reminiscent of Dick Tracy. It's, it's not as yellow. Yeah, true, but... But it's very reminiscent of Dick Tracy. Like, that noir gangster-style, like, photograph. Um, unbelievable. Just, yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. If I saw that cover... If I saw the European cover in the American market, I would never have bought the game. <laughs> but if I see a gangster shooting a Tommy gun on the cover, I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Let me play that. <laughs> Then I'm going to play it and be really disappointed because there's only like four gangsters in the yeah. game. So <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Like that, that, that choice is just, I mean, there's a lot of YouTube videos making fun of this as well. Like it's so blatantly incorrect to begin with. And it, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense, but Hey, you know what I wish? You know what I wish Limited Run Games did? So, like, Limited Run Games use the, I believe, the Japanese cover for their re-release. I wish they made a special edition of the game where it was the American <laughs> cover. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, like a, like, a limited to, like, a hundred, right? Just, like, a very limited quantity of this edition. It just called like gangster edition. It just has the American cover art on it. <laughs> oh boy. Oh god. <laughs> like this makes me wonder if if Jalico released Banishing Racer in the US, what oh. the hell would the cover have been? Like <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, basically. Yeah, probably something like that, yeah. So, so, <laughs> Some car running well, somebody I, over, probably. It's like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? Well, I'm just saying, Jalico knew it's American market, all right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah, that's covers. Uh, if you're actually curious to see, like, visually see what they look like, if you just type in Avenging Spirit Box Art in your Google search, 
the one like first one of the first ones comes up with all three of them next to each mm. other with their region above them. It, you you can see what we what we mean. Um, yeah, God, so good. But uh, so a little, uh, this, this is not really trivia. This is more just fun facts, I guess. But um, if you didn't think the game was hard enough already, there is an expert mode to Avenging Spirit. So if you press up A and B all at the same time on the title screen, you will activate expert mode. I've never played expert mode because mm-hmm. the normal game is hard enough yeah. already. Um, but if you want a challenge, there you go. Uh, it's kind of like the Kirby's Dreamland one, right? You hold up, select, and B to activate mm-hmm. extra mode. So it's not a not a far fetched uh, type of thing. Um, I did talk about there are level skips in the game. Um, not many people know about said level skips, but there are some. I can pull them up real quick. I forgot to write these ones down. Um, I forgot to write them down. But there are level skips. It's like it's uh, it's like. B A A B B A A B A or something like that. Like it, there's a it's a button combination that you have to press to get the to do a level right, skip. Right. Um, there's also other things you can do. So you can actually see the endings without beating the game, but you have to play the Japanese version for this. So if you want to see the bad ending, if you hold down down B and select on the title screen, you can see the bad ending. If you do down A select, you can see the good ending. Um, and then you can see extra intro text. Again, this is during the Japanese version of the game. Uh, during the intro cutscene, if you press up before the fourth screen, a line of Japanese text will appear, and it reads "Gachon," uh, used to express shock in Japanese. And apparently, that is a very popular saying from a Japanese comedian. So it is used in the game. Weird. Fun facts. Unless it's not really trivia, they're more fun facts. <laughs> no, I mean, that's pretty much the same, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's go into the general reception in all the new media. Um, <clears throat> the arcade cabinet was very well received in Japan, I can see that. Like, it, it looked like an absolute blast, to be honest, uh, when I watched the video. Um, in Japan, Game Machine, probably a magazine, uh, listed Avenging Spirit on their July 1st, 1991 issue as being the 17th most successful table arcade unit of the month. That's pretty high, seeing how many games get yeah. released, uh, got released over there. Uh, Sinclair User called Avenging Spirit a superior action game with a rather odd scenario. True. <laughs> I mean, it, it is pretty unique in that way. Uh, we had never seen anything like that before. Uh, they praised the longevity of the game. Longevity? Law. Yeah, that's how you... Longevity. longevity. There we go. Of the game and admitted that it had a steep learning curve that might not appeal to more casual players. I can <laughs> I can attest to that. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. pretty much true. Uh, the British gaming magazine The One reviewed Avenging Spirit in 1991, stating that... It isn't destined to be a classic, but it has originality and nice touches. Touches, but man, that 
that review held no, up well, Britain. Certainly did it because it's it's really is a classic though. Because it got re-released a yeah, half a dozen times. You know, they were a little bit wrong in that, but they they are <laughs> yeah. they are correct saying it's very original and has nice touches. It is a very original yeah. game. Yeah. Very well. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I a lot of it's going to be based around the arcade because arcade yep. versus Game Boy, but uh, the game itself was very well received and then uh like i remember when so like this game was this game is one of those i don't want to call it a rare game boy game because it's not really rare um it's it's an uncommon game i'd call it that for sure um but i wouldn't call it a rare game boy game by any means but like when i got this game what year is it? 2024. When I got this game like 10 years ago, I bought it. I bought the cart, just the cart for $25. The cart, now just the cart nowadays will fetch you the American cart. So obviously region differences. The American cart, if, if you can find it, Will fetch you about a hundred plus dollars just for the loose right. cards. The manual is about a hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> of course. Um, luckily, we got a scan of it. Luckily, we have a scan of it. And then, if you want, like the and honestly, the tough part is is finding the non limited run version of the game now because yeah. that's just what's out there. But you can find a loose cart of the game, a Japanese loose cart of the game, for about eighty bucks now. So that even for a Japanese game, this is pretty expensive because yeah. most Japanese games are probably anywhere between like twenty to thirty bucks. Um, so this is one of those uncommon kind of expensive games. Uh, I would say if you are looking to have a physical copy of the game. And you don't care about the original original from 1992. Honestly, go with the retro bit or the uh, limited run game uh, re-release of it. Uh, it looks it's it's still a Game Boy cart. It still looks cool. Has a manual. Has a box to it. You, it'll cost you about seventy bucks. Yeah. One of those. It's one of those types of games. But yeah, so typically we'd have a break here, but we just had one, so we're just going to dive right into our thoughts of the of the game. I'm going to start with you, Mo, since uh, you started off the intro. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I honestly don't remember how I first came across this game, so I'm just gonna guess it was during Portable Pleasure. Like, seems the most uh, <clears throat> seems the most obvious. Um, it, it for me it was an instant classic because it it has yeah such a unique way of playing and um, it it just controls very well and is very stylized um, but it is quite hard when you first get your hands on it like I mentioned like it um, it it has a very steep learning curve especially like the first two stages are kind of okay but then it gets uh, gets pretty tough afterwards. Um, so yeah, like I, I based this on what you had written, but um, for some reason, <laughs> when I played it and maybe somebody else played it and yada, 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 we all kind of dove into the speedrun of it. Um, 
Although it's it's a simple speed run, to be honest, because it's like what eight minutes or something like that. Um, yeah, and, it's short. It's not super tech heavy, to be honest. Like it's it's pretty straightforward. You can learn it in like an hour. Uh, what you need to do. Um, th- the issue with this game is like one tiny mistake literally costs you everything because. If you lose the character you need, it's over, basically. It's a reset. Um, and I experienced yeah. that firsthand during the Tiny Ten remix. Like, I did speedrun it during that, like, routing part of it uh, for, for quite oh, yeah. a while. Uh, but I, I think yep. during the first Tiny Ten remix, like, I didn't host that. Like, I participated in it, and I think... It was in this yeah. one. It was me and Enemy uh, doing the, the commentary. Yeah, so so I tried it, and this was, what, the first game or the second game of the list? And I got screwed yeah. over, like, in stage two already, and it just kept snowballing out of control, and um, it kind of ruined the entire <laughs> event for me, because I, I just... I got so mad, because everything kept going wrong in this game, even though I practiced it beforehand, and, uh, yeah, so... It's a fun speed run for sure, but have heavy on the resets if something goes wrong. Um, but for a casual play or a semi speed run, like if you know what you're doing and you just want to play through it pretty quickly, uh, I I will always recommend this game because it's it's so much fun to uh, to just screw around with it basically. Oh yeah, yep, oh, yeah. Those are uh, my thoughts and history with Avenging Spirit. Yeah, I didn't play this game until Game Boy Adventure. Um, I think I saw... Well, I, I know. So, like, I, I saw you and John playing the game for your respected Game Boy challenges. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to play. Because typically, if I saw one of you two play a game that I was interested in, I would end up playing it as well. And uh, I played it. I was like, oh, this is a fun game. It was tough. But, you know, I got through it and beat it and it was it was fun and then literally that this was like that after i beat it it just exploded in the game boy community yeah. uh because it was like me you john bengara um i think author blues was a part of it maybe nadua um there were so many of us that just get super super involved <laughs> with this game like we got to the point where we where like people were finding like memory like flags to like start the game to have like the perfect rng for certain boss fights and like i don't there was it just got it was probably it was one of the funnest things we had in the community in in recent history because like so many people were so enthralled with this Mm -hmm. game because like before that there's like one speedrunner that had like a time of like 20 something minutes on the leaderboard and then all of a sudden like (laughs) yeah you know here's 12 12 people throwing it at you now um then this the, the times were just getting better and better like every day too it was it was crazy it was wild um but i do still play this game on occasion it's not a hey, i'm looking for a quick 15 minute game this is definitely one of those i don't really know what to play but i kind of want to play something a little little different than the norm and i'll toss an avenging spirit once in a while however after playing the arcade version I I personally prefer the arcade version, yeah. not because of like how it looks or how it plays, because it's easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it's easier. That's the only reason I like playing the arcade version more. 
it's like we said in the Game Boy version, like when you die, you have to start the entire stage over again. But in the arcade version, since everything is virtual, you can just feed it, you know, virtual quarters. And if you die, you just pick up where you left off. Like you don't have to start anything over again at all. It's like on a boss fight, if you die, you get to pick up where you left off on the boss fight and the boss's health stays at where it was. Mm. It's like the game is incredibly easier in the arcade version. Um, so I, that's why I prefer the arcade version over the Game Boy version, but both of them are very, very fun. Um, and I do, I, I would challenge you all to explore the game, especially the rooftop stage, because like I said, that stage is stunning. Even in Game Boy terms, it is a stunning stage, yeah. so... Uh, that's that's all I have for my thoughts of the of the game. All right. And I, apparently, there's ret- I'm a, I know there'd be retro achievements for this game. That that stuff's been popping off hard lately. Yeah, I think they've been around for quite a while. Probably, I don't know when they when they were made. But um, it's a pretty simple list, I would say. It's basically possess every single type of character in the game, and that's where I found out there's an invisible guy. Uh, because oh. one of the achievements is, yeah, get the invisible guy. So I don't know uh, who he is or where he is or whatever. If anybody knows, let me know. Uh, <laughs> that would be cool if I knew where he's at. Um, besides that, it's literally beat all the stages, uh, beat the game with a good ending, beat the game with the bad ending, and then for the harder trophies is basically beat all the bosses without taking damage, um, which is okay for the first two bosses. The snake thingy might be a little bit different, uh, difficult. Uh, the sewer one is probably easy as well. Maybe the final one, if you're lucky enough that nothing hits you, uh, but the the this snake dragon thing i don't know man that's i don't know doing that without damage that sounds that's a little off but um oh there's the invisible man oh you found him okay so he's in the rooftop stage he's not really hidden either (laughs) it's kind of a weird so the invisible man is he has a hat you can see the hat the gloves and the shoes and he doesn't hurt you but you can possess him and none of the enemies, oh no, they'll attack you. Do they hurt you though? <laughs> no, he's just walking through enemies. He does, okay, you do, you do take damage. But I don't know if you have an attack or not, honestly. Okay. But yeah, it's in the, it's in the rooftop stage. And it's, uh, you have to go through the rooftop stage like you normally would through the rooftop stage. And then on like one of the bottom platforms before you get to the floor or the or the streets, you know, there's an invisible man in front of the in front of the sign. He's actually kind of hard to see because he, he blends in so much into the into the uh, background. Yeah. Well, that's that's cool. Well, there you go. If you're looking for him, uh, and if you're doing the achievements, you can go uh, find him. Uh, but yeah, other, otherwise yeah. pretty standard list. Uh, yeah, I mean it. It the bosses might be the biggest problems to do them without taking damage. But uh, yeah, otherwise pretty fine list for achievements, I must say. Yeah, 
And then the the speed run bits of it. So again, we're not a speed running podcast by any means. I do a little. I'll dabble in it here and there, especially if it's an easy world record like Deadiest any percent. <laughs> but um, <laughs> throw some shots out there. I should have had the record in all endings too if I if the rules were set up correctly. Because <laughs> um, I was like, I wonder if I can do this, and then the guy did it, and I was like, catch. <laughs> um, so. The Andy Percent record, a.k.a. bad ending, uh, um, is by Jeff Sledge, who's had this record for six years now, um, with a time of six minutes and 53 seconds. Uh, six years ago is when we all had that big mm-hmm. push into it. Six, six to seven years ago. Because uh, I can see Jeff, I can see John, Enemy, you, me, Auth, Smartball. Like, there's a bunch of us in yeah. here all of a sudden from that time frame. Um, so, and then good ending, um, so collecting all three keys and then saving Jennifer is, uh, held by Ricka, Ricka Fresh, uh, from the, with a time of eight minutes and 51 seconds. Um, I like how they put in their comments, content warning adult language. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was from two years ago. This again also has a decent amount of runs from six years ago, from the time when we were all diving into this uh, as well. There are uh, uh, strats and route videos uh, in the forums <clears throat> for uh, for this game. Uh, Jeff Sledge made them six years ago, and they're obviously probably still relevant mm-hmm. or at least relevant to get started and maybe someone can find something cool off of what, uh, off of what Jeff found. But there are, uh, there are things out there on the speedrun.com leaderboard for you to learn the game. Uh, learning the game is pretty straightforward. You don't have to know the memory allocation, the memory flag yeah. to, to start to like get going. That's more if you're trying to get like top three, um, but uh, you don't need to know that to really get a decent time in the game. Uh, one of the biggest things is knowing which characters to keep. And if you do die and you want to continue the run, knowing a nice backup strat. Um, but the biggest thing is knowing is mashing the down and shoot at the same time. So you know that you can shoot faster. Um, understanding when to utilize your ghost to kind of manipulate through floors and walls, especially at stage six. Because uh, that is dominantly played through that stage quite a bit. And in stage two, yeah. uh, you hang out in a wall quite a bit in stage two as a ghost. It does get a little hairy if you take a little too much damage early on. Um, so just knowing a lot of the controls and movement of where to go and what to get right away uh, will take you a, a long way in speedrunning the game. But um, it is a tough speedrun. I will say that it is a tough speedrun, but it's pretty satisfying if you can complete a run of it. It's one of those mm. types of games. So. Um, if you're looking for a challenge, especially for the Game Boy, it's a relatively short game. It's less than 10 minutes, but um, this would be a good one to go after if you're looking for something with a little bit of attitude behind it. All right, diving into community events. Well, right now, as we're talking, AGDQ is happening. Yeah. Uh, I actually have it. I actually have it on my other monitor. I've been watching it here and there throughout the podcast okay. episode. They just finished... They just finished up Donkey Kong Country, oh, so uh, and they're about to dive into SpongeBob SquarePants, the Cosmic Shake. So, sure. uh, <laughs> um, 
So this is the opening day of AGDQ 2024, which is in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So uh, if you are a listener at age and you're at AGDQ, I hope you're having a fantastic time there. Uh, GDQs are a lot of fun to stay safe. Uh, I know it's extremely cold, at least in America right now. It is uh, my computer temperature. Here we go. My, my temperature on my phone says it's negative two Fahrenheit. Yikes! But it feel, but it feels like negative twenty Fahrenheit, um, and it's snowing. So, and I know this cold front is pretty much across the entire nation. So, if you are traveling or going outside and at GDQ, please stay safe. Also, cold and flu season has been pretty rampant this year as well, too. Um, So, definitely make sure you're taking your your vitamins and washing your hands and all that fun stuff. So, stay safe in that manner as well. Um, I I think I looked at Game Boy games for GDQ. I think there was like one. I think it was like a Pokemon game. I think we mentioned it last episode, indeed. Yeah, which which Pokemon's whatever. Um, (laughs) But uh, then we got RGL. So, if you guys don't know, we do a lot. We're partnered with RGL and we do a lot with RGL. Especially me. So, like, like I mentioned at the start of the po- podcast episode, I do a lot of the O not or the one night only tournament plannings. Uh, we try to have one one a month, basically. Um, and this month we are doing one. Called, we are doing a O not for streamers, which is a homebrew NES game. I know it's not Game Boy, but uh, this is my thing, so I get to do whatever <laughs> I want. Um, uh, we're doing a homebrew O not for streamers, which I believe we're doing streamer streamers mode. So if you've ever if you've ever played like V V V V V or whatever the hell it is, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Um, uh, that'll happen on January twenty seventh. Um, and the reason we're pumping this one because on February third, so the weekend after the O not, uh, we are going to have homebrew blitz number two, and streamers is a part of that homebrew. Bl- homebrew blitz list Whew, that's a mouthful uh if you don't know what the homebrew blitz is it's a multi-game uh speed running marathon race uh similar to like the tiny 10 um um nescathlon uh nest sprint stuff like that so um i believe um jkl and apollo question mark uh, I, I would know these if I opened up Discord, but I'm just guessing now. Uh, they put together a list of homebrew games. Uh, this ones are dominantly around the NES this time around, and we will have people speed running those in a multi-game race format. So we decided to build up some hype to have an O-Not tournament the weekend before that leads right into the race. And that'll happen on February 3rd if you're interested in the big race. That'll be on uh, Retro Gaming Live TV on Twitch. After that, we have ESA Winter. Um, I didn't find a game list because I didn't look too hard for it. Uh, <laughs> but ESA Winter 2024 is happening February 17th through February 24th. Um, in-person event. Uh, it's basically Europe's version of GDQ. A lot of P- like Traditionally, in the past, from what I've seen, they have a lot of PC games. I do watch ESA once in a while, though. They're not bad. Um... And then Speedy, there's a lot of other marathons happening. The reason I, these, I picked these ones because I know about them and I've ran in them. Um, so Speedy Fist 7, uh, if you don't know what Speedy Fist is, Speedy Fist is a fighting is a speedrunning fighting games marathon. This is a weekend-long marathon from March 22nd to March 24th. 
I've ran in Speedy Fist 3, I think it was. It was me, Count Gooby, and I forgot the other Shaq Fu speedrunner. I apologize. But we had a Shaq Fu block where we did Shaq Fu Genesis, Super Nintendo, and Game Boy back to back to back. And it was probably the most glorious thing to ever <laughs> ever be on the internet. Um, so, um, Speed Fist is a lot of fun. They're a very, very cool community. If you're really into fighting games, especially speedrunning fighting games, uh, definitely give them a check out. You're talking like Mortal Kombat, Skullgirls, uh, Shaq Fu, obviously. Primal Rage, like a lot of those types of games. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of other marathons happening, like a lot of like side ones, small ones, kind of whatever in other regions of the world. But uh, we're so we're going into that low point of marathon season because we're out of the holidays. Um, so they're they're basically going to be like one a month at this point, not a trillion of them at any given time. Which is good, so you have time to actually watch one and not have to skip between 700 different ones. Of yeah. Course. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Is there any... I don't think... I didn't even check Discord for questions. Uh, there are no questions, so that is easy. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Very easy to go into the next part, which is, of course, uh, the critically acclaimed outro section where we list... The most... <laughs> The most scripted part of the podcast. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The most improv-heavy part. Well, that's not true. There are a lot of other... That's not true. There's a lot of improv Absolutely not true. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, I'll give it a shot this time, because you do this, but doesn't really matter. Um, So, yeah, like always, if you have any thoughts or or suggestions about this episode, any other episode, or any future episode, um, there's a lot of places where you can actually reach us. Um, the most obvious and easiest way to do that would be through our Discord. Um, do we actually have a link somewhere? For, well, we have it on our website, of course. Uh, we we might have to fix it because Discord... Oh, yeah, Discord. It Discord decided it would be a really good idea to get rid of permanent links and true, only let true. them be for like community discords. However, they have reverted that change. Yeah, but and now you can have permanent links again. So we might have yeah, to regenerate okay. that link. Just okay, a heads up. I'll have to check that out. No problem. Um, that's fine. Um, speaking of our website, we recently switched hosts. Kinda, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sort of. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah I mean, we did. Yeah, yeah we but... we. Went away from what we had, which was tied to uh, the GB Runners website, uh, which we deprecated. Is that a good word for it? Um, yep. Yeah, we got rid of it because one, nothing was happening on it, and two, uh, it was costing us way too much. So, <laughs> yeah, so now we're here, now we're on uh, on our own kind of host. Uh, it's a friend of mine who does it, so I, I guess it's ours um and it's just this is gameboy.com now for real like that's that's the actual url uh without going like gb runners or yada 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 um i mean you you could yeah. have gone to the website through this is gameboy.com but uh you were basically on a subdomain of gb runners but now it's its own thing um sadly the thing is still not working the soundcloud thingy i don't know why it's it's probably cha- yeah. the api probably changed and it needs to be updated. Uh, so, uh, 
We just need, we need to redo the site to begin with. We haven't we haven't literally changed anything on that site since 2016. Uh, well, 2018. That's when it when the site went up. Is that when we yeah, started? Yeah, it says copyright oh, 2018 okay. until now, so that's probably when we. Okay, when we so that's so we haven't touched it literally since we. Yeah, a little it. bit here and there, so but two, not not that. So much. two two years after we started the podcast. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's that's fine. But uh, go through there if you want a by then working link to our Discord, so you can chat with other people. Uh, we have some very cool people in our. Uh, in our Discord, actually, um, that, that do a lot of stuff with Game Boy besides uh, our podcast, so it's cool to hang out with those people as well. Um, but there are, of course, other ways for uh, you to get in contact with us, um, because we do all have socials that you can explore. Um, for me, those would be... Well, I'm, I'm gonna say... See, this we have to update as well because it's still Twitter and now it's X. Which, ugh, I, 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 oh, yeah. I hate it. Um, but, X going give it Yeah, you. so typically you would be able to find me on Twitch, Twitter slash X, YouTube, and Instagram. Um, to be honest, I haven't streamed in like half a year and I have no plans to pick it back up anytime soon or even at all. Um, but I do sometimes watch other people. So if you send me a message, I will probably see it at one point or another, but that would be like the worst uh, <laughs> place to find me, I guess. Um, but you can still definitely contact me on uh, on Twitter and YouTube. My Instagram is private for various reasons that I'm not gonna dive into, um, but yeah. Um, if you follow me and you don't look too sketchy, I will probably accept you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm laughing at it right now, but it's actually not that funny. So let's let's just yeah, let's let, let, let's just keep it at that. So I'm not gonna dive into any details. Um, so where can they find you, EBC? Oh man, I'm all over the damn place. Um, I've been a lot more active in YouTube and Twitch lately. So obviously you find me there, but eBlood Candy on Twitch, X formerly known as Twitter, um, YouTube, obviously, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, I also have one of those stupid blue sky accounts. That I, I, <laughs> I, I think I, the only thing I post there is my YouTube uh, uploads. Right. So, but I have one. So for those of you that are jumping off of Twitter for whatever reason and have a blue a blue sky or blue ski or whatever the heck it's called. I do have one of them. It's just eat bloody candy. Uh, pretty much. It looks exactly just how my Twitter one looks as well. So, um, yeah, that's pretty, that's where you can forget me. Uh, the best way is to get a hold of me. Honestly, is through a discord yeah, DM. Indeed. Now, mind you, if you try to DM me, if we're not a mutual, not on mutual server, it's going to ask like, Hey, do you want to like accept this that's message? Right. If I look at you and you look a little sketch, <laughs> chances are I'm probably going to ignore <laughs> Um, or if you're like messaging me and be like, Hey, we can boost your viewers by, I'm trying to straight up just block <laughs> yeah. you. Um, but, uh, discord is probably by far the best way to get a hold of me. The worst way to get a hold of me is Instagram. Mm -hmm. I don't ever look. So like I have two Instagrams. I have my personal one and then I have the, the eat the e blood candy right. one. I hardly ever look at the e bloody candy Instagram. I think if you look at the last post, I think it's from like 2021. <laughs> um, so I never post on there. I have one, but I never post on there because it's so difficult to post on multiple different accounts with Instagram. 
So uh, I just don't do it. Yeah. So, but I do have yeah. one. I don't um, even know. I have you on Instagram. It's my per you. It's my personal one. Just because yeah. we're friends. So. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to mention how you write the the thingy that you need to handle. I guess which is uh, M O E L L E U H for me. Yeah. Fun time with this one because it's already over two hours. Um, you can find her. You yeah. can find her on Twitch uh, as Sprinting Legs on Twitter as Sprinting Legs on YouTube as just Legs. Com, which hosts uh, a variety of projects related or non-related to Game Boy, uh, but it also has like the Game Boy <laughs> database. And I think she recently redid uh, the. Uh, yeah, it sounds like we got the GB manuals and the GB database um, URL or domains. Because yeah, somebody so. stole it because Lex was too late uh, <laughs> paying for it. But uh, hey, we got it back. So uh, you can use those. If you want the manuals, GB manuals. That yeah. So yeah, like I said, all of this information you can definitely find on our website. This is Gameboy.com, which we will have updated by the time this comes out. Maybe, probably, uh, I'll try. I mean, maybe. I mean, we can. I just have to send it to my friend, and then he has to update it. I think because I don't have access to the FTP yet. I should take care of that as well, probably. Um, but uh, you can find some other stuff on there as well. Um, you can find. Things where you can pay, 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 pay us. No, you can give us money. Wow, I'm good at this outro part. <laughs> I'm never doing this again, ex except when I have to do it on my own, which I never did in the first place. I think during my lights. So uh, <laughs> no, you didn't. It was always yeah. me. So <laughs> you can support us in a variety of ways. You can do this without throwing cash at us or you can do it with throwing cash at us so let's talk about the cash ones first to, to get them out of the way uh, we do have a patreon where you can uh, become a patron and support us monthly uh, with any amount you like to support us with um, right now the benefits for that are still access to some special channels in the discord and um, access to our episode notes um, you also have early access to Hunt Hunter episodes, but we don't really do that anymore, so we should definitely <laughs> change that as well. Um, and also, you have the ability yeah. to vote on anything involving patrons, but we haven't really done that yet, because um, we don't have that many uh, patrons. Um, that is not a sad message to plead to get more patrons, it's just a fact. We do not have many patrons, so it's kind of dumb to... Uh, to organize something around that um, if you want to like just give us a donation a one-time thing um, like to wish ours happy new year or best wishes or anything like that we also have a paypal.me button on the website uh, you can go through that we do want to give you the same benefits uh, in that case as uh, well some of the same benefits as the patrons have um so let us know what your name is if you are in our discord for example or what your handle is in our discord and then we can give you access to um those special channels as well um i think i asked lex to release something but she hasn't done it yet um because there was th this funny bit that i did with 
which was maybe not all age appropriate. Um, <laughs> I thought she was going to keep it in, but she did it. But it would be fun if uh, she released that as like a, a side to because <laughs> it, it was actually really funny. So uh, I want to listen to it again as well. Um, you can also find some links to where you can listen to the podcast. Like SoundCloud is our major uh, platform where we produce these episodes on, but you can also find us on a variety of different podcast apps. And that's just because we use an uh, RSS feed that pulls from it. Um, so for instance, you can yep. find us on Apple music. I think it's called now. Right. Um, and, and yeah, I don't know what yeah. Apple does it, but yeah, there's the Apple, there's the Google one. There's uh, a, yeah. Oh, there's a half. There's a trillion yeah, the, podcast platform. The only thing we're not on is Spotify because I still have no clue how Spotify works. Like we read through the entire statement and I didn't understand any of it. So I was like, I'm just I, not going to do it. Like, yeah. I, I, I read through it and I got very uh, nervous reading how some of the things work. And I was like, yeah, someone else. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't. So there you go. You, we're not on there. Um, so yeah, that's, that's our like, payment options but also you can just support us by listening to us uh giving us a good rating on any of the apps that you are using uh or just doing yeah. comments or likes or things like that well, however your podcast application works um just give us a good review give us a good stars give us hearts give us uh thumbs up um anything that is positive uh, preferably. I mean, on, honestly, like YouTube has this cool thing now. They just introduced it like a couple months ago, where you can have like where you can you can explicitly like point out podcast oh, uploads right. now. Yeah. And we had and we have a YouTube account for those that don't know. It's you know, it's a uh, it's you know the podcast on YouTube, and we have the we can explicitly say like this is a podcast upload, mm-hmm. and there's a playlist, and there's all the uploads. For our episodes do go up there um, eventually. They might be a little bit later than some of the other avenues, but they do go that way. So if YouTube is a thing for y'all too, because I know like I actually listen to YouTube more than anything mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. even podcast related. Um, that's another route as well. Yeah, for sure. Plus, that's the only way to see the live recordings, of course, that we do. It's been a while since we did because, again, scheduling yep. is hard. Um, but um, we'll try to get back to that eventually as well. It was a little bit. It's, it was a little bit weird the last couple months because, like, when we were going to do it, when we picked back up in November, we hit it like right when like marathons was happening. Then obviously we took a break for the holidays, and then we were going to do it today. But well, AGDQ is happening today, so mm-hmm. we'll see where February lands. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there, there's probably an opening here or there, so uh, definitely we'll see that. Uh, we also still have our merch store. There was a little hiccup with that. Um, not going to explain the details, but let's say we came, uh, we did something that uh, saved us money. <laughs> Just say it like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's still up and running and you can still buy our uh, logo shirt. Uh, which is available in dark green, dark gray, and Game Boy gray, kind of. We also have our uh, mug with the logo on it. And, of course, the running joke now, after two years, is our limited edition shirt, which is just (laughs) 
<laughs> not limited anymore. It's just always available, uh, which is our logo with, with a we little should, extra on it. You know what we should do with that shirt now? Is like put like limit like where it says limited edition or whatever it is on the on the little yeah. cartridge. We should put it in quotes <laughs> now and just <laughs> just have it. Up. Yeah, then you have a then you have a limited edition, non limited edition t shirt or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, that seems like a good idea. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but yeah, those things are still available. I'll I'll see if I can get around to making that amazing penguin shirt. I, I should probably fit. and still no stickers well i asked for the stickers but no none of you answered me uh, yeah, oh i probably didn't yeah, see it because <laughs> if you want one that is like cut out it, it's like only available in the u.s and not in the eu and uh, it's it's oh uh, really it's, that's it's, weird it's something dumb like that but we i can get them up super fast if we decide on what to do with them so that's that's right. no problem um so yeah i think that's about it i think i uh went over everything we have to offer um so yeah there we go that was the well-scripted outro as always that was that was that was, that was good that was good yeah it's fun <laughs> yeah i'll probably talk to you later about stickers though. like an actual like real talk about <laughs> yeah, stickers. That's fine. Yeah. because like if i'm going to sgdq again this summer God, okay there's a 99 percent chance i'm going to sgdq again this summer I would like to have yeah. This is Gay Boy stickers. Yeah. We might have to design something a little bit particular, but uh, I would we'll uh. Yeah, we'll figure it out later. But just like real talk, like I do want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's super so. easy to do. We just have to decide what we're gonna do. That's all. That's. Oh yeah, something to look forward to. Yeah. All right, well, it's your turn to choose the next episode because I chose Avenge Spirit. Yeah, and I actually did it in advance this time because otherwise we're, we're going to sit here for another 20 minutes trying to figure out what a game well. is, <laughs> which is also always fun. Uh, but yeah, it's simple this time, like Tiny Ten Fourteen just happened. Uh, I threw a game in there that I knew would probably be picked up by a lot of people because it, it's very cool. Um, and it did. It actually did. Like a lot of people really liked this game, um, which I predicted. So I'm I'm glad it actually happened. Um, so the next time we're gonna talk about a Japanese exclusive. I don't know how long it's been since we've done one of those. Probably not too long, right? Yeah, Shipu Shipu Iron Eager was the the previous. So another Japanese exclusive. Yep, I can't even pronounce it. That's how exclusive <laughs> it is. Um, <laughs> so, because it's, it's a Japanese. That's, that's true. Right. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna be talking about Kenyu Densetsu Jaiba, or as we just call it, Jaiba, um, on the next episode. Uh, probably something you haven't heard of. So look forward to that. Maybe we can do it live. Maybe not. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see it by then. But yeah, get ready for another Japanese-only game um, that is actually super cool. And not super unique, but at least super cool. So, uh, yeah, that's it is a pretty yeah. cool game. So, all right. Well, I mean, I just like I scroll through. I can't believe I wrote four, five pages of notes for this. Yeah, it's, six, it's... five or six pages of notes <laughs> for this game. Yeah. Um, so I'm just like Jesus. Uh, you can tell when I write the notes because I just blabber, <laughs> um, even in writing form. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's my but, job uh, yeah, to no, write, I'm, so I kind of know how to <laughs> keep it short, I guess. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty stoked to talk about uh, talk about Jaiba. It's a it's a good game. I, I was I was I was excited to see it in the Tiny Ten. I wouldn't say I I, I didn't expect it, but it was a nice mm, surprise for yeah. sure. I, I figured it was only a matter of time before that game got got put in. But uh, yeah, until uh, next time, we'll probably see y'all in February ish. Talking about Jaiba. In the meantime, stay safe, stay warm. If you're watching, I mean, GDQ is going to be over by the time this episode mm-hmm. comes out. So hope you enjoyed GDQ. If you went there in person or watched the event online, and uh, talk to y'all soon. Yeah. And I didn't mention it at the start, but best wishes for the new year. See you all later. Where can they find you, Mo? <laughs> you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, uh, <laughs> X videos. X. Uh, <laughs> X Abster. I don't know. Like anything with an X in it. Uh, YouTube uh, and Instagram. All slash. Oh yeah, YouTube. Uh, all slash yeah. Mula, which is uh, written M O E L L E U H.